Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Practice Purchased. I'm excited to welcome Dr. Adam Brown, who bought a practice in Charlotte, North Carolina from his dad and did a great job. As you listen, you'll notice that Adam's transition was smooth overall. He's modest about it, but if you pay attention, you'll hear how he managed a transition that went so smoothly. I had Adam on for two reasons. First, if experience is any indicator, a number of you listening will buy from a family member, and you'll want to hear how a smooth transition goes. If you spend time online in forums, you may get the impression that transitions are always adversarial, that they're a battle of wills with a knock-down, drag-it-out set of negotiations to get through. The reason you have that impression is because guys like Adam don't jump online and share how well their transition goes. The second reason I love Adam as a guest is that his situation is analogous to how a transition can look for any associate who buys into a partnership or buys out their retiring boss, a situation even more of you are likely to face. As you listen, pay special attention to how Adam and his dad set up their respective teams to ensure a successful transition. Let's get to the interview. All right, Dr. Adam Brown, thanks for joining the podcast. Um, give us the 30-second version on yourself. Who, First of all, who are you? And then who in your family is in dentistry? And how did that affect your ultimate career choice? Uh, well, like you said, my name is Adam Brown. Um, I graduated in 2017. It's a, uh, a second career for me. I was actually a real estate agent for about 12 years before I started this. Wow. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, ended up in uh, Charlotte. Went to school um, not too far from here. I uh, graduated in 2017, and um, here I am. That's great. And then, uh, so you've got a family member in dentistry. It was your dad, right? Yes. Got it. And, um, you know, did you grow up watching him practice? And what were you thinking as, as you grew up and went through school and undergrad and got into dental school and stuff? I mean, was this always the plan? I mean, you, you obviously did real estate, so at some point you were thinking something else. Well, it was. I actually went to undergrad um, with full intention intention of uh, going to dental school, mm-hmm. but uh, just got sidetracked and kind of went a dri- different direction. Um, but that was one of the things that I always regretted was not going um, for dentistry. Um, so when the time came, actually, it was uh, during the recession. Um, what was that, about 2000? Eight, nine. Eight, yeah. yep. 2008, nine. That was just kind of my opportunity to, to just go for it. Um, and that's what I did. But, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, uh, going to my dad's office, working for him, you know, some of the summers just kind of helping around and uh, just really liked that work-life balance that I, that I saw. You know, he was always at all the uh, practices and games that we had and, you know, it just seemed like something I wanted to do. Oh, that sounds great, man. All right, so paint a picture for me. There you are, you know, you're D3, D4, you're getting close to finishing dental school. I mean, what were, what were you thinking about at that time? And did you think about moving somewhere else and not buying into your dad's practice? And, or, or was that always the plan? Like, what was your mindset at the time? And, and what were some of the decisions you made around that point? So he's kind of always moved around. He's owned seven practices uh, all over the country. Um, so when I first got into dental school, you know, he was out on the West Coast and uh, I knew I wanted to stay in North Carolina, um, you know, just family, my wife's family. Um, and I think it was maybe second or third year, he ended up buying the practice here in the Charlotte area. And, um, you know, which 
excited me because as soon as he, he bought that, I knew I wanted to work for him or with him. Um, so yeah, there was really no doubt um, about working or at least not after the first year of dental school when, you know, once he bought the practice here, I knew I wanted to work with him. That's awesome. Okay. So you graduate and where'd you go work first? Did you associate somewhere else? Did you work for your dad right away? How'd that work? No, I worked for him right away as an associate okay. and I did that for just shy of two and a half years. Two and a half years. Okay, perfect. So I, why two and a half years? What, what was the thinking behind that? He was just ready to sell and I was ready to buy and it just kind of worked out that way. You know, I, I would have been an associate a little longer if he wanted to hang around, but <laughs> he was just ready. Well, some of the most um, concrete and tangible questions I get from folks in your situation have to do with the transition. So I really want to focus on that piece of the puzzle here for a minute. So talk to me a little bit about setting up the teams for the transition, right? So you and your dad, you know, you look at each other and he wants to sell, you want to buy, like, who, who did you hire? Who did you not hire? How did you set up the teams and who paid for whom? So he, he had a, uh, a trusted advisor that he's worked with, I believe on all seven of his or six other transactions. I'm the seventh transaction. Mm -hmm. Um, so he, you know, they all pretty much used the same contract. So he was very familiar with that. So he kind of did his thing on his own and uh, just kind of worked with that one advisor there. So he didn't really have a specific attorney for his side. Mm -hmm. um, I used, you know, a, an attorney that he used in the past. Um, and that's kind of who I used and, and the, uh, uh, the advisor there, but I was responsible for paying for the attorney. Yep. Um, you know, everything was just, I mean, we basically treated it as two strangers for the most part. I had my representation. He kind of did it himself, but, uh, you know, I paid for everything on my side and him on his. That's great. And I love that. Um, it makes it a little, uh, I don't know if, if there is conflict it makes it a little easier to, uh, to get through that. I mean, I guess I should ask, was there anything that was, um, you know, an area of a bone of contention or any conflict during the deal? I mean, did you guys have to try to negotiate different things? Um, not really, not really. Maybe a little bit of the, um, how the AR would be handled. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it all worked out, but you know, he was used to doing it a certain way, but my attorney was telling me certain ways. So that, that it wasn't, it didn't get out of hand. But, um, you know, he just wanted to get it done. You know, he, he uh, yeah. it, it was fine, but um, that was probably it. Everything else was very smooth. And uh, I would consider things like accounts receivable or patient credit, some of those little things. I'd, I'd, I'd consider those relatively minor, you know, I guess relative to big things like price and structure and, you know, how the transition is going to go. And I would imagine then, I mean, tell me if, the, if I'm right here, because you'd been working in the practice and this was a family member, there's less of a need for you to go through the financials and like <laughs> try exactly. to get a sense of, you know, which vendors are being used and can we save money on the credit card fees and things like that? Is that accurate? That is accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, yeah, I felt pretty comfortable with everything and that's where that advisor comes in too. You know, we, we'd go over the pro formas. Um, you know, I, I knew what I was getting into, you know, I knew what the patient load was. I knew there wasn't anything hidden. Um, so I felt, very confident. Got it. Okay. So you guys agree on a price and, and you can go one of two routes. A lot of family members will self-finance, right? Your dad had act as the bank and you'd pay him back over the time. But 
my understanding is you went to a bank and, and borrowed money. Um, first, is that true? And then why'd you go that route if you did? Well, yeah, I did. Um, he just wanted to be free and clear and, and uh, just, you know, I, I feel like there, there would be room for some issues um, maybe going that route. It, um, I don't know, it was, it was pretty easy going this way. Once I found the bank, I mean, it was excellent rates. It, it just worked out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, uh, it, there's no answer that's right for everybody. If all other things are equal, I tell uh, family members just to go to a bank. Um, tends to uh, it, it tends to reduce some potential conflict down the road and things. That's right. So, yeah, that's that's good. So, all right, let's. Uh, so you got through the process. You borrowed the money. Lawyers, you know, very amicable. It sounds like it sounds like a really um, a pretty good deal all around. Were there? Any mistakes or learning through the process that you you know wish you would have known beforehand, or that you uh, you know share with other people that are in a similar situation? I guess the only thing the LLC took me a little longer. You know, that was kind of a pain in the butt, and I know a lot of the attorneys would do that, um, mm. but this guy gave me a great deal, so I just did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I've I've uh, heard that from several people that setting up the entity can be kind of a pain and. Uh, and then beyond that, and this is getting way into the weeds, but uh, setting up payroll yourself um, can be, be similar to that. So, well, and I actually just I, so it, well that was the beautiful thing about this transition is that was already set up. So I am right. with the same payroll company. Um, I mean, it was very easy uh, transitioning to that too. Yep. Yeah, I, I see your situation as analogous to really any associate to, that's going to buy into the practice where they're currently practicing. I mean, yeah. there's an added element with you and a family member. And, uh, you know, you, I, I tend to think, you know, this is a personal philosophy that family comes first, business comes second. But, um, you know, I suppose that could be different for other people. But, um, you know, a lot of what you just you're alluding to um, about being a smooth transition, I think stems in large part due to the fact that you're already there. You're doing the work. Yes. Was it, were the two of you working side by side or had you taken over the practice already? Yeah. He, he does not uh, physically practice unless he needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he currently owned, well, he's down to one practice now, but before I bought it, it was two. Um, so he would come in if he needed to, but um but yeah, he, he's pretty much hands off, just the management. Um, Got it. Yeah, so yeah. you're running the show. I mean, you're managing the staff. You, someone calls in sick, you're dealing with it. You're, you're talking to the equipment reps and the supply reps and everybody else. I mean, you really were acting as the owner prior to being the owner on paper. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's Def- Definitely more involved as the actual owner, but, right. um, you know, just with the bills and everything. But, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why you make the big bucks now, right? So That's right. That's right. All right. Any final words of wisdom for, uh, you know, family members that are buying into practices? Uh, anything, any advice that you'd give anybody else? Um, I would say, uh, you know, definitely um, check out multiple banks, mm-hmm. uh, which I think you'd probably do anyway. But um, there's some really good deals out there, you know. Um, but also just do it sooner the better. Uh, I, I wish I bought it two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's great yeah. advice. Well, uh, Adam, thank you for the time. I really uh, appreciate you being a guest on the practice purchase podcast. 
uh, wish you the very best. And if folks want to reach out to you, we'll provide uh, your contact info in the show notes. And, uh, you know, just can't thank you enough. Okay, Brian, I appreciate it. I can't thank Adam enough for showing us all what a smooth transition looks like. Yes, having a family member to buy a practice from absolutely makes things easier. But if your mom or dad don't own a practice, it's very likely you'll be an associate in a practice with the option to buy in, and your transition could look a lot like Adam's. Before I highlight a few key takeaways, remember that you can get detailed instructions on how to select your team, how much you're likely to pay them, and how to tell the good advisors from bad in my book, How to Buy a Dental Practice, that you can get for just the cost of shipping and printing at howtobuyadentalpractice.com. I had three takeaways from Adam's story. First, he knew what he wanted and where he wanted to work. Anyone noticing how that's a theme in these takeaways? Second, Adam and his dad each paid for their own advisors. They treated the transaction as arm's length and had their advisors negotiate anything that didn't perfectly line up. Third, Adam gives the advice to not wait around. Buy a practice now if you're ready. Adam is a great example of how smooth a transition can go if you have a great relationship with the seller, which is totally possible even if the seller isn't your dad. Having a transition go smoothly often just requires some simple work up front, but it's not easy work. And because it's not easy, most of your peers won't do it, leaving all the smooth transitions for you. Thanks for listening.